Hey, thanks for coming back for another episode of Two Quick Things. Um, so this week we're going to talk about difficult people. Now, I know I'm not the only person on the planet that has had to deal with difficult people. And sometimes I have no clue what to do with them or with that situation. It's rare, to be honest, it's rare that I have no idea what to do because there's certainly a list of things that I want to say immediately, um, but those are oftentimes not appropriate. Um, but I want to talk about the two approaches this week. So the reasons why people are difficult, in my opinion, and then tips on how to manage difficult people, because I think there, there are some things that we can do to um, pull ourselves back from getting involved in their messiness and kind of going back and forth. And we sometimes just need to be reminded of those or empowered to not fall into their shenanigans. So, excuse me, I will start off with reasons why people are difficult. So I think I have, what, six reasons here. There's lots of reasons beyond this, but these are the six that I can come up with because, again, the show is about my experiences like or things that I've heard from colleagues or friends or family members about their life experiences. So I, I'm sharing those. So the first thing, reasons why people are difficult. They have something going on that they're not prepared to address. And I think we all know the person who has something going on in their life, but they for whatever reason, are not addressing it. They don't have, maybe they don't have the skill set to, maybe they're afraid to, but they're not prepared to address those things. And so they're taking their attitude out on everybody else when really the, the problem is very likely internal. Um, the second reason that people may be difficult is they have something going on that they're not willing to address. So they have the tools, but they're not willing to address it. And that leads into the third reason, They've gotten comfortable being in pain or distress and it has become part of their identity. And so they don't know what else to do without that piece of their identity. So if, if you're known as the person who is stank and have an attitude and you've kind of adopted that, then why would you change? Um, I know that sounds ridiculous, but sometimes people are so used to being downtrodden and having the issue or the pain. They're like, well, I don't know who I am without this, so... Why, why would I make the effort to make a change to it? I know if you think about it logically, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would you choose to be in pain when you have the, the tools, the capacity, the know-how how to, of how to get out of that situation, but you're choosing to stay in it? Um, because some people don't know what to do without, you know, some sort of drama going on or some sort of mess. You know, those people in your life, you're like, you always got something going on. You the most going on, you know, got some going on person that I know. And then they're draining. And you're like, why is this? I don't understand. There, there can't be that much going on. Do you never have a break in life? Um, maybe it's just me who knows that, that person or those people who always got something going on. And you want to be like, sit down. That's enough. Maybe if you stayed home or stayed out of a folks' business or kept your mouth shut, you wouldn't be all, all up in this mess. But that's neither here nor there. Um, point number four, uh, it is a, they, people who may be difficult are attention seeking. So they're engaging in attention seeking behavior and they've gotten results from that. So they keep doing the same thing. So if I am rude all the time and people respond to my rudeness by just giving me what I want, I'm going to continue to be rude because the right person hasn't checked me yet. So I'm, I'm seeking this attention and I'm getting what I want. So I'm going to keep doing the same thing because I keep getting what I want, regardless of how other people feel or how other people respond to me. 
I get what I want based on this behavior, so I'm just going to keep doing it. So that's 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 one reason why people are difficult and I that's that's really an annoying one because you want to be like be grown. Stop doing that. There's no need for all these extra pieces. Ask for what you need, say the things that you need, say the things that you want. Are you always going to get them? As I always say, no, you're not always going to get them, but like level up. Nobody has time for all the, these childhood games. Thank you. Um, another reason why people are difficult. No one has given them a direct response so that, that so they keep getting away with it because the message has been unclear. You ever have folks that you're engaging with or maybe you're that person and this feels like an attack for you. So rewind and start listening to again and and or continue to listen if this is you. Sometimes we have to be direct with people and not go all around the thing. And I'm not saying you have to be direct and be like unkind about it or be rude about it. But sometimes you just need to say the thing like we're not going to do this anymore or I'm not going to do this anymore. The end, because um, some people don't they, they take the lesson and they take it as a suggestion. And I'm like, this is not a suggestion. This is the new way forward. And I'm hoping that you're coming with me. But if not, we're not going to keep doing this or you can keep doing this, but I'm, I'm going to disengage. So I will no longer be doing this. So some people need the like, this is how you've hurt me or this is what you've said or this is how I, I'm responding to the way that you're coming at me. You're speaking at me and I don't like that. And I need you to have a conversation with me and ask me questions. And some people need to hear that. But sometimes we we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or we don't want them to be mad at us. So we stay stuck on stupid and choose to be frustrated in this situation where if we were clear in our communication, we likely could have just said the thing and been clear and then give that other person a chance to get on board or keep playing games and they can go play games in the corner. So there's that. So that's another reason why people might be difficult. The message that they're receiving is unclear or they take the message as a suggestion when it's really a, it's in your mind, it's clear. But some people need to be like, I want to make sure that this is clear for you, that that you understand what I'm saying and that this isn't like what I hope to happen. This is what I need to happen or we can no longer do X, Y and Z. And then the last reason it's real simple. Sometimes people are just bitches. People are difficult just to be difficult sometimes. And sometimes they get a kick out of that. But sometimes people are literally just bitches. That's that's the end of that statement. So there's no more than that. They're just they're just bitches. And we all have those people. We all know those people. Um, And if you're like, I don't know that person, maybe look in the mirror. Maybe it's you. I know some situations I'm like, am I the bitch in this? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Not at all. But sometimes I'm like, yes, yes, I am. And I had to decide what I want to do with that. It's, it's very few situations, but <sighs> sometimes you that bitch. So there's that. So that's enough cursing for this episode. Okay, so let's roll into tips to manage difficult people in your life. So this can be work. This can be family. This can be friends. This can be your neighbor. <clears throat> the first one, it's going to sound really simple, but it's actually, it can be and feel difficult to execute. Sometimes with difficult people, you have to ignore them. You have to ignore them until you have the capacity to respond because the more energy that you give them, the more that they will act up. So if somebody is, you're working with somebody and they're coming out of pocket an email and they're sending you like, you know, different emails here and there, here's a tip. Don't respond to that stank attitude email until you feel like it. Because sometimes people have to sit in their own mess and realize like, oh, I think, did I, I expected them to respond right away because maybe I fired something else off but really 
what you need to do is ignore that message. And people like I've had someone send me a stink message and then they'll send me other messages throughout the day that are less stink, but I'm not over the original like stink message, but they're about something else. I'll respond to those something else emails because I can, I can just be clear and to the point and, you know, be responsive to that without responding to that first email that the person had an attitude in that makes people nervous. Let me tell you that when they're like, Oh, did you, did you get my message? I've had people be like, well, did you get my message? Yeah. I didn't have a response. So there's that. And sometimes, and I'm not saying you ignore them forever, but to protect your own peace, you can't, you can't, you know, show up to every nanny that you get invited to. You can't. Sometimes you just have to ignore it. And sometimes you'll address that behavior. If there is a call to action within that message, or there's something that you need to clarify and clear up, but sometimes you can just ignore the invitation to the nanny. Uh, point number two, if it's in writing, if somebody's being difficult in writing, I, um, this has worked for me. It also makes people nervous and it's not the intention of making people nervous, but I'm like, if you go, if you're going to come out of box, you better say it to you with your chest to my face. So I invite, or I insist on an in-person conversation to clear the air. And I am not generally like a confrontational person, like what you doing? Like, what is this? But I'm like, help me understand um, because it, it's, there's a, a point where you need to move off of email and we need to have a face-to-face conversation. Cause what you're not going to do is, is come out of pocket and then have me come out of pocket back at you in writing. Um, so sometimes the best thing to do is to not engage in a back and forth, um, either over email or over text. Um, <clears throat> because honestly, I don't need a written, res- uh, written evidence of poor communication from my end. You're going to look silly being out there having written something poorly, and I'm going to then invite you to a conversation in person because there seems to be some sort of disconnect. And most people, when you get in front of them, they're going to calm the hell down when you're having a conversation of what they wrote stankly in an email. It has, it has not happened to me yet where someone's had that same energy from an email to my face because my approach is going to be like, Help me understand. I feel like there's a disconnect. Am I missing something? And if I am, help me identify it, please. Because I'd rather not have a poor working relationship or a poor friendship or whatever. And then you silent and then you're waiting for them to respond. And when you come with that type of approach to people, it's hard for them to keep that same energy from the email. It really is. And uh, so I think it's easy. I think people call it like Internet thugs. Um, I was going to call it keyboard something, but that seems really inappropriate for this show. But, um, and if you know me, you can figure out the word, uh, it doesn't start with the K, it starts with the C, but anywho, uh, it's, it's real hard to keep that same energy, um, when you approach the conversation, um, differently, uh, in terms of approaching the conversation also, um, I think when you are dealing with difficult people, making an effort to be rational, um, but not belittling. Because I think I, I have, a, unfortunately, a way of doing it. Fortunately and unfortunately, sometimes it's work to serve me um, of being super rational about something and trying to really, like, help me understand, like, these three points. Because there's something I'm missing about the way that we're, we're engaging with each other. And I'd really like to clear that up. Um, and I say it's hard, but it's not impossible for someone to sit across you uh, from you when you're calm and for them to be worked up. It's, it's hard, um, but not impossible because people will still do it. But having some sort of a rational approach 
regulating your own breathing and being in charge of yourself. I mean, of course, all of this could go out the window if you just choose to ignore or not engage with the, the, the um, difficult person. So all of these are obviously choices and options. Um, next point, be honest. Um, I've said time and time again on this podcast, I've said time and time again with people that I've worked with at any since I became aware of this approach of the clear it's kind, um, I say that to this day of people, like when we communicate with people, it's not to make people feel bad, but when we are messy and unclear with our message, that's, I think, where things get mucked up and get confusing. Communicate like you are grown and you have the skills to communicate and engage with somebody else. Because typically, typically, if you're listening to this episode, I assume that's mostly folks over the age of like 18, um, you are grown, at least in number, maybe not your attitude, but... I, I anticipate that we're going to have an adult conversation about something. Um, and if that person starts getting hyped up, if you approach them calmly and rationally, it is 1000% okay to discontinue that conversation real time and moment. Let them know that this isn't the type of conversation that you had hoped for and that you will circle back around with them um, at another time to continue the conversation so that you can reconnect and hopefully get some clarity on the situation. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to show up to every hootenanny or shenanigan that you are invited to, invited to, and you darn sure don't have to stay and listen to that. Somebody's not going to, has no right to come out of pocket with you, and you just have to sit there and take it. And now let me tell you this, it is very, it is both liberating and terrifying to be in a situation where you have to walk away from a conversation. Because you feel liberated because you're like, yes, I am in charge of my own myself, my own agency. I got this. Um, I'm in charge of me and, you know, what I will and what I will not put up with. And then the terrifying part is like, oh, my gosh, I just walked out of a conversation. I can't believe like I'm going to have to face this person again. So put some thought into it before you go in. Like, what am I willing to put up with and, and deal with in this conversation if I choose to have it? And if they come out of pocket, am I going to sit here and listen to this? Or am I going to you know, remove, share with them, this isn't going how I thought. I'm going to go ahead and stop with this conversation and walk away right now and hope that we can find another time to connect. So feel free to use that line directly if somebody decides to come out of pocket. <clears throat> and then the last tip I have with regard to managing difficult people in your life is sometimes you need to physically move away from the person who's difficult. So if you are in an open office space or an environment where they are potentially coming into your space, you could like get up and move. It's okay. Um, you don't have to make eye contact with them or anything like that. Um, but you don't need to absorb that energy, like that physical energy that's in the air. You do not need to absorb that. So it is okay, especially if somebody's being difficult real time or say you're in your office, your employee is like down the hall or whatever, and they have, you know, gotten some sort of nasty exchange or something like that started in an email because you know better than to respond in writing aside from inviting them to an in-person conversation to clear the air. But Remove yourself from that space because the longer you stay in that, it's, it's easy to get sucked up into that energy and to like sit there and, and type and, you know, uh, tw move your head around and be typing all hard and all fast like you're about to write something because you don't want to be hopefully caught in a situation where you are responding out of anger because those are the times where you're likely going to get in trouble and you're going to have to account for the things that you wrote because it's going to be in writing and uh, emails and things have a way of traveling around very, very quickly. 
So um, thankfully, I've never been in that spot, but I've, I've been on the receiving end of that, and I've seen it happen. I've seen something forward to me that I'm like, ugh, now we have to address this with this person because we can't just let this go on. So hopefully you found something in there that either um, rationalizes that you are not, you know, out of your mind on something, <coughs> excuse me, and or some tips for you to um, consider using in the future. Um, but hopefully it tells you that you're not the only person dealing with the difficult people. So it happens. But hopefully, again, those are some tools or techniques that you can use to manage those situations. All right. So uh, let's see the podcast recommendations. I've got two. And the first one is Lovey's podcast, uh, Lovey Ajayi. Uh, Rants and Randomness. It's episode 34. Do good work with Tiffany, the budgetista, Aliche. And I'm just telling you that was it was just such a quality episode. Um, they're both funny. Um, they both have their own way and approach of doing things. And I think they draw their individual audience audiences. But when they were talking to each other, it was just it was really I guess it opened a, a door for me to think like, wow, if you put things out in the universe, and that was one of the lines that the budgetista said, when you put things out in the universe, put like a, out a big audacious goal without like uh, <clears throat> uh, giving it a caveat or talking yourself down or undercutting it. So that was a really, really, I guess for me, eye-opening experience to listen and then to pause and think of my own um, Thing that I want to put out in my in the to the universe and I haven't quite gotten it together yet but I will and maybe one day I'll share it in this universe of the podcast land um the second episode or the second show that I was listening Brown Ambition it's one of my favorite podcasts and it was episode 196 the magical power of slowing down and it was just a really good reminder of sometimes you don't have to you know be team do too much you know and you can slow things down and not everything has to be in a hurry and a rush. And it's okay to take your time and do things well so that you're not rushing to do things just in a mediocre way. And that well doesn't mean perfect and, you know, pausing yourself until you get things exactly how you think they should be. But it's slowing down so that you're not doing all the things because all the things don't need to be done right now. And then the last one I will... Um, I guess it's not a podcast, but it's an article that I read. And I got to see how to put the note, it in the notes. But it, Lena Waithe interviewed Robin Crawford, and it's in O Magazine. It's Robin Crawford opens up to Lena Waithe about her relationship with Whitney Houston. It was just a really well-written article. And I feel like I'm going to go buy the book now by uh, Robin Crawford. And I don't even know the name of the book, so my bad on that. Hopefully I'll remember it in there. But I haven't read it, so we'll see if it shows up. But it was just a quality article, and I was like, wow, this is something that I actually want to engage more in and read more about. So there's that. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, uh, you can find me on more, more active on Instagram under two quick things. And you can slide into my DMs, ask questions, uh, leave comments. I'm on most, you found the podcast now. I'm on most podcast platforms. Feel free to rate and review on any of those. And if not, yeah doesn't matter. I'm going to keep doing it. And I hope that y'all have a good week. Bye.